This episode of the BJJ Campaign Podcast is brought to you by Speed Pro East Bay in Alameda, California, in the heart of the San Francisco Bay Area. They're the source for premium visual solutions to spruce up your interior space. From window decals and wall murals to conference room graphics and directional signage, create a work environment that is tailored to your brand. They'll not only print your custom graphics, but do installation as well. Visit eastbayspeedpro.com. That's E-A-S-T-B-A-Y-S-P-E-E-D-P-R-O.com. And mention the BJJ Campaign Podcast for 15% off your first order. Also, Eddie is a jiu-jitsu guy, so folks, go out there and support him. I'm about to feed him to the sharks right now. Get him hyped right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it and roll. Yeah, that's the way that it go. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Welcome to episode 56 of the BJJ Campaign Podcast. My name is Jeff Boone. I'm an A3 blue belt, two stripes. Phil Kors, A2 blue belt, one stripe. And as I stare across the uh, podcasting studio audience, I see Phil holding his ear um, and holding two magnets. I'm just squeezing them. Squeezing them together. So they can connect. So that they can connect so that he gets rid of his cauliflower ear. Yeah, we're just... Fly knee back down a little bit. So what happened, Phil? What? Why you have? Why did it puff up? Soft. You are soft. Delicate is what I like to say. Yeah. Very delicate system. Yeah, I got bullied. <laughs> now my ears messed up. By Christina. Yes. Happens. So on today's podcast, we want to kind of hit on some things. Um, good habits for white belts. Right, it's easier to incorporate good habits than it is to uh, break bad habits. Yeah, and um, so let's just kind of go through that positionally. Guard good habits. Yeah, I remember starting like working with Ryan, and uh, I think it was like a posture control drill or something. So I like got in his guard and just kind of like lowered my head down, and he was like, "Don't, don't do that. It's like, make me pull it down." Um, so when you get in the closed guard, get in there and get your hands on the person, not on the floor, and you have your head up, good posture, and try to enter in that way every time. Um, so don't fight the person through the drilling, but you know, get in the habit of like that's how when you get in the guard, that's how you sit. Engage the hips because that's what people who are good at yes. being in the guard do. So, yeah, I mean, it's important and, and important to do that while you're learning the technique, you're drilling, any of those things to not facilitate those bad habits to be developed. Yeah. And then on the bottom, make sure you are crossing your feet and actually closing the guard mm-hmm. every time and to grab something. Because mm-hmm. I know I used to do that and I think <clears throat> John likes to call it rodeo hands. Um, mm-hmm. But you see new people kind of just kind of stay there with their hands either like out above their head or way out to the side. Um, it's a really good habit to just start grabbing something. You'll no figure matter out, what. You'll figure out what you like to grab later, but mm-hmm. 
just start holding something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because, right, it makes the top person think, all right, even if you don't know what you're grabbing right away, it makes the top person think, oh, is it, they setting up a scissor, scissor sweep? Are they looking for a flower sweep? Or Meanwhile, you're just grabbing something to grab something because yeah. you're supposed to. Just hold on. Yeah, and then maybe, <laughs> yeah, and it, guess what? If you're holding on with both legs and both hands, it's better than both legs and no hands. True. You know? Unless you're on a roller coaster. And in that case, you put hands the up. hands in the air. Yep. Yeah. Especially if you don't care. <laughs> Can even wave them. Um, what else? Anything from side control you can think of? I think it was, uh, as I was like thinking about this stuff, the one thing that really comes to mind is the, um, like that elbow escape from bottom side control where your partner kind of will bridge in and bring the knee in and mm-hmm. bring the upper body away. And that always feels really awkward if the top person that gets like bridged and then just stays there, you know, and like doesn't kind of follow a little bit to make sure. it what's going to happen. So the rest of it then feels really awkward. So I guess more than, more than anything, it's just kind of going back to trying to be like an active good engaged training partner of like <clears throat> some of it's sort of hard if you don't understand the situation um but you know that kind of comes back on the other person and try to help them understand as you're going through it but like if they're following then the move makes more sense and there's a bunch of those you know scenarios when you're drilling stuff and it's like well yeah if they just fall over just get on top you know but somebody's gonna push back so that type of thing is going to happen all the time. So from side control, that one stood out to me um, as far as being on top because there's, I mean, there's so many different ones mm-hmm. you could do. Um, I know a lot of people have helped me with different ways to uh, add pressure, different ways to control and and be blocking the hip and, and things like that. Um, but for the drilling purposes and stuff, just trying to be aware of what situation what you're doing in there. Mm-hmm. What do you have for side control? What's that? What do you have for side control? Blocking the hip. You know, so I'm always, yeah, I mean, that's 100% correct is, is that you're always going to block that, that near hip, right? I mean, you never want, that's where the space comes in. That's where they recover guard or recover half guard or what, whatever they're trying to do is create that space. So it's, it was, it was always something that just from wrestling, it was always very natural because you had to always control that, that hip, that near hip that was super important in wrestling and, and super important in jujitsu. So I would say just getting in the habit and no matter if you, if you know what to control it with or not, whether it's the knee, whether it's your, uh, your hand, um, anything of that sort, I would, I would say always, always have as little space as possible in that near hip. And I want to add another thing to what you said, because I think it's uh, really important in um, being a good training partner. And, and that is, like you said, whenever they don't, they don't have that response. And I remember whenever I was starting jujitsu and I was out, I, I was like, gosh, I don't, I don't even know how to give you a response to it. And then uh, I don't even remember, I think it might've been legs. I, I don't remember, but um, somebody said, well, yeah, if you want to know the response, just watch what whoever John has up there doing the performing the technique on is doing. So not only 
not only for that, you know, obviously you're getting that technique. And by the way, you're probably getting only half the steps of the technique anyway. So it's okay if you watch what the partner's doing for the one. And you might actually see a step that you, you, that wasn't pointed out or, or wasn't something you, you would have seen just by watching uh, your instructor, your professor performing and teaching the move. So watching the response that you're getting because all of the positions that they're doing is in the position works because of something that the other person is doing. Right. Right. So it makes sense to watch what the other person is doing as well. So maybe for, you know, they do it what at least three or four times generally on every, on every technique he, he does at least three or four times. So just take one time to just pay attention to that person who, uh, who he's teaching you his technique on. Mm -hmm. So I think that, I think that's something that's important in the earlier that you learn it, the, the, the better off you'll be and the, the better partner you'll be, um, for your partner. Yeah. I would say that one. And then for like the mount for being on top is again, don't be like sitting straight up, like you're riding a bull. Um, yeah. Or like down, but in like the top of a push up position. Um, <laughs> I see the, I see those a lot. Um, and then for the person on the bottom is just keeping the, the elbows in and just, I guess always thinking about like where you're going to put your, put your arms, you know, and keeping them in and keeping them tight. Um, thinking about your neck and, and those things. Last night I, again, was introduced to thinking about wrists because of the way Charlie was isolating my hands. Yeah. That's yeah, you got to pay attention for me. to it. For sure. Yeah. I mean, same thing, arms, it's good with the mount. Absolutely. You know, um, and I'll, I'll go like overall, not just in, in a specific position, but in any position. And that is, um, your hands up or your hands down. So if your hands are up, in other words, the palm of your hands are up, that's supination. Like you're holding a bowl of soup. If they're down, it's pronation. Okay. Don't ever have pronated hands. You don't have a cool one for the other one. You have soup, but you know, supination is all you have to remember. Cause you know, the other one's pronation. If you're holding a bowl of soup, your hands are up, your palms okay. are up. Right. So, you always want to be supinated or holding that bowl of soup. What if the soup is really hot? Sometimes I grab the top of the bowl because the soup is really hot. So I'm only holding it by like the edge. That analogy. I, I do actually do that sometimes. So just, uh, I've been having a lot of soup lately. It's a valid point. Phil. <laughs> it's a valid point. However, <laughs> doesn't work for this analogy. Okay. That would just confuse this analogy. And thank you for doing that. Because now, <laughs> People are like, hmm, supination. But if I'm holding it from the top. Because <clears throat> throwback to my categories game, I don't believe cold soup is an acceptable answer. <laughs> I still have problems with that answer. I don't like it. That's too, you can't say cold soup. She said cold soup. And I was like, that's. You can't, she two started, words. So, no, well, I can't remember the exact thing. I think somehow it came up with like cold soup or frozen soup or something. And Those are still like, two words. I was like, that doesn't count. Well, you can do two words. Oh, scattered categories. You could scat- do two yes, words. Yeah. Oh, but I didn't. I, I was you... like, that's not acceptable because soup is hot. Because cold soup is a different thing. Horchata is cold soup. Look it up. I refuse. I'm still gonna just wow. not accept it. You know what? All right, Molly. He's Molly got your back right. on this one. Molly was right on All this right. one. I don't like it. 
Back to the point. <laughs> Jocko's was easier because he said thumbs out. I mean, Jocko's way smarter than me, Phil. Yeah. Thumbs out. That's way easier. <laughs> thumbs in's bad. Thumbs out's good. Okay, if you don't want to remember the super easy supination <laughs> analogy, then I'm fine with that, okay? You do whatever you want. Thumbs out. Sounds stupid to me, but whatever. Yep. So that is a good one, though. I don't know. It's probably easy for some people. I think that's one of the most, like, most challenging concepts to understand you is love, where the elbows are. love to uh, pronate your hands. Yeah, I know. I, I think I think knowing on. where your elbows are is one of the most challenging things in jiu-jitsu so far for me. But it's not challenging if you remember that concept. Yeah, I mean, in theory, but, you know, here we are again with my elbows out. You're not a conceptual learner, Phil. No. One, two, three, four. Yeah. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, from the mouth though, I think is good for especially from a beginner standpoint. Because even watching, watching Nick, he was pushing up. And he's like, "Oh, I wasn't pushing up," and I was like, "I, I saw you. You were doing it." Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody is gonna do it at first. That's kind of a self-correcting mistake. Yeah, you know. But I think that you know, for starting out, when you're trying to build the good habits of concentrating on where your elbows are. I mean, I can't tell you how many double legs I've practiced with my head up. That's just not how it happens when I do it, though. It's true. Head down. I drill it with my head up 50% of the time, and I still can't do it when I'm like... (laughs) Half those reps are so bad. I don't get it. (laughs) You're right one of these days, Billy. So uh, another topic that that I personally um, like and employ in my own training is that, that whenever you're doing a technique for that day, like just... For example, the other day we did the double underpass, right? I can't mm-hmm. remember if it was Charlie or John. <clears throat> Show I don't know. Um, but you know, that's that's the only kind of pass that I'm going to try whenever we're sparring. Yeah. You know that until until I get it, that's the only kind of pass that I'm going to try, and um, and it's really good because you get that reinforcement of that technique right you, you know you you've drilled it and you know, we've talked before about getting as many reps in as you can whenever we drill mm-hmm. but to incorporate that into your live sparring it's it's another level and the passes for me are probably the most the easiest thing to incorporate into a role because you're always going to start you know, in a guard. So you're always going to be in that position. You don't have to get to a position where you dictate that position and then, and then try it. And maybe you don't understand the setups or anything like that. So the guard passes is the easiest illustration for me on that. Sure. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so you're saying you do it until you get it once. I do it till I, no, I, I mean, I did it. I got or you it. You like understand, you feel like you understand it pretty good. No. So, so I mean, I won't try another pass until I get it once. In other words, if I get that pass and then positionally we reset and I'm there, maybe I'll try something different, but then I'm going to go back to it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to repeatedly sit there and do a double under on somebody. I'll do, I'll. Even if that's the one you learned that day and you're trying to get reps in. Yeah. No, whenever we're sparring, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it multiple times on the same person 
but just not two times in a row generally. You know what I mean? Why? I don't know. I I don't know. It's a good question. Because Joey said that to me once when we were drilling and he was doing guard passes and my open guard is bad and I need practice. And he was like, I'm not just trying to pass your guard over and over again. Like I'm working on this. I'm like, yes, so am I. So carry on. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's, uh, I feel like, like if you do the same thing over and over again, maybe it's rude. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it doesn't make sense now that I said like, yeah, it, no. it's not. I know. I, I knew what you were going to say. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, yeah no. May, yeah, I don't, I don't think it is rude. I think, I think it's perfectly. Like so. if it was the thing you learned that day. Yeah. But if you sit there, <laughs> you know, have this pressure pass, double under is a terrible pressure pass. And then you go back and then, you know, I wonder reset, like take bottom or sweep and then get in guard again and do the same thing. That's a pressure pass. That's kind of a, that might be a dick move. For a double underpass. I'm not saying it is. I don't know. Mm. But it might be. Okay. You don't think? You've, you seem, you got the, your skeptical hippo face on. Yeah. There. I don't know because like I'll do the same thing. I know people have felt that way. Maybe I think I just feel different about it because I remember going, I think it was, was it Ziggler? Bill? Ziggler? Uh, I just kept trying the knee cut over and over and over and over and over or over under. I can't remember which one, but that's how I do it. Like I just keep doing the same thing until I figure it out, you know, ears. Um, so he just triangled me like six times in a row and he's like, all right, what are you doing? I'm like, Oh, I'm just trying to figure it out. Like, I, I don't care. I'll just, I apparently will just keep smashing my face into the wall until I figure it out. And Bill really good triangle. Yeah. So I mean, I <laughs> Really hard to get out of. I mean, and then he, he was trying to help me and stuff, but, I don't think it's rude that he's giving me the reaction I'm expecting. I, I did that with Landon one day too. He's really good at triangles. And I was like, just put me in it. I was like, just let me figure out how to work out of it. Yeah. And it's funny. It's funny. Cause I know when you're wanting me to put you in a triangle and mm -hmm. I feel bad about like, you won't do it sometimes. Yeah. yeah I, I'm yeah. like, I'm not going to do it. This is too easy. Yeah. <laughs> do it. Just, but you're down there and I'm like, I know he wants me to do this. So I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I get past and sometimes I don't. Let's talk about that the other day. <laughs> I was close. I was close. I had a close one with Jared. He had a rear naked choke on me. I didn't defend it like early or late. I was so late. Um, again, yeah. Seeing stars, you know. Yeah, happens. Yeah. Uh, AJ Clearman says, you don't necessarily have to tap the jokes. No, I mean, like, that's that's kind of what I was thinking. I'm like, you know. She's a savage. She's tougher than I am. She does the ice baths. <laughs> I don't do the ice baths, so I can't talk. Yeah, um, she is tougher than you, Phil. No, but You're you right. had the good triangle. And uh, you were, you were like, pulsating the grip, though, which is probably a good way to mess with me because I assume when you pulsate, that means you think you don't have it or that means you're tired and you're trying to, like, re-grip and squeeze for everything you have. I'm trying to feel where I'm trying to feel where my hamstrings at whenever I'm pulsing and also trying to feel the angle, which is best because I'm still not great at the triangle. You know what I mean? I'm still. I'm oh, st I know. <laughs> I'm, but I'm working on it. Like I'm still trying to figure out like what's my most efficient movement to that. And I'm not going to burn out my leg. 
I'll never burn out my legs on a triangle. I mean, A, I've got pretty big legs, and B, I just, I don't Have really you never hold. done that? Mm-mm. I've done it. Much Burned time. out your legs? Yeah, much times. No, I never, because I always keep it kind of, I, I, even whenever it feels tight, it's never, I'm never, until I, until you feel my knees going together, that's the only time I'm squeezing. Hmm. If, if I'm, if I'm just over in that triangle position and trying to readjust, it, ne- I, I don't feel any burnout on my legs at all. Okay. It's, I also feel like I'm pretty bad at the triangle. You're not bad at the triangle. You're not good at it. Yeah. Um, the next thing I am working on though is like how you stop me a lot of times is I got to figure out how to like work my hips around your wrist to either wrist lock you mm-hmm. or just get rid of it. Um, cause people block me and I, I struggle with killing that wrist. Which one? What, what are you? When I'm stacking and walking around to the side, uh-huh. people are stiff arming. I should be able to kill that a lot yeah. easier than I do. Yeah. I gotta, I just gotta keep playing with it. Yeah. Um, so that you can't get the angle. Yeah, so I can get around and stack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, no, I look for people to... Because other times when people are pulsating, that's if I can figure out and kind of feel it coming, I can time like a, a tightening of like my leash on your collar and stuff. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I, I look for those. And if I start feeling them, you were, what you were doing was readjusting quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was feeling good about like where I was going. Yeah. And then I wasn't feeling so good anymore. Yeah. Cause it was very close. That's why I was yeah. readjusting yeah. quickly. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I just thought I was very close also. <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> we were both close. Phil. I was just closer. Um, who were we talking about? We were talking about That's something else for incorporating that. what you learn in the lesson into your sparring. Your roles. That's probably super loud. Probably. Um, okay. Yeah, because I was saying how I do, I'll just do the same thing over and over again, and I don't really care. Yeah. Okay. You think rude. that's stupid? I think it's rude. Oh, it's well, I'm usually on the the losing end. Yeah, I don't think it's rude anyway. I was, I was just saying that to be funny, but no, I, no, I think it's smart because you're just you're reinforcing what you just learned, and even more. So what? I yeah. mean, I do. I like. I guess I would say too. I don't even do it when it's something I just learned. But if it's something that I'm trying to do, and I just messed it up, I I, th- I think that's why I like positional sparring so much. Because I, totally Cause I agree. just keep trying the same thing over and over again. Well, I'll, I'm I'll say it a thousand more times on this podcast, and that is positional sparring. I believe is the best way to get better jujitsu. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because just drilling. Yeah. Be, because too often you find yourself just deadlocked and not being able to sweep somebody or anything, and like I told you a long time ago, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get myself in that position. I'm just gonna I'm just going to leave an opening, not not let somebody pass, but leave an opening for if they want to pass, they're going to be able to pass. You know, so that just move on, move on to another position. Yeah, yeah, smart. Know, it that, does work sometimes too. Like, and I've given up a lot of that. Like, cause I don't, it's not, I can't even say it's like guard retention. It's just me being extremely st- stupid and stubborn with my back and like mm-hmm. holding on. So that's when I say I'm bad at the triangles, I'm saying that because like I'm barely wiggling into one, but like if I go to, from a attacking position to shoot a triangle, I don't do it all that often. 
Mm. You know, mine comes off of people already passing the guard, and it's like I'm due to setting on everything due to the fact I have no guard retention. I fall back to this other plan of like a prayer triangle, which works on people that aren't very experienced, and if they are, they're just it's nothing, and they're just passed. Right. You know. Yeah. So. Anyway. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. That's. Not quite the same because I do set it up, but I don't have any elaborate setups for the train. Like I'm not, I like I oh, really like, enjoy- no. I still stick my arm in. I'm 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 begging everybody to try to triangle me. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. But like setup wise, like uh, like that one that was really cool. Um, I can't remember who showed this this at, at Origin Camp, but it was it was like the flower sweep, except you, you grab the wrong wrist. Mental coach. Yeah. Oh, it was it was him. Um, Gustavo Dantas, mm-hmm. uh, shout out to, to Gustavo, the BJJ mental coach, great podcast. Too. It is. Um, but he was saying, you know, grab the wrong hand. In other words, the, don't grab the hand that can post so that whenever it, the hand posts, you've got the right hand to shoot the triangle with on the opposite side. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's a cool one. I've done that a couple times. Yeah. That was a really cool entry. I, I actually seem to do it better the few times I played with the open guard stuff and I just kind of shoot and jump into a triangle. Sure. Like the close guard, I don't really do it. Yeah. Like Landon's really good at stuffing my hand. Like he'll pull on my hand until I pull back to stuff it in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yep. Uh, anything more on uh, on that? Like I just, I think it's really important that you, you try to solidify those techniques because you're also going to see when those techniques that you just learned, which are going to be quite often <laughs> or that you just did in class. Maybe you didn't just learn them. Um, but I yeah. think you're going to figure out more, not just you're going to understand the position more, not just the move more. You're going to understand the position more and you're going to understand where it breaks down more uh, and possibly even come up with a, a new combination that you never knew kind of fit your style. Well, like, so the other I think two weeks ago now I was drilling guard retention stuff on a Sunday and then I think Tuesday's class went over the drill I was doing but Sunday I was asking I'm like am I supposed to do it like this or like that and then I was having issues with it so then as soon as he shows it he's answered two of my questions and I can immediately walk up before drilling it wrong anymore to ask you know but it takes like kind of going back to like until i screw it up i don't know what i need help correcting mm-hmm. um but yeah I, I think if you're trying to force it in that scenario when it's still fresh in your head like you've just been focusing on it and you've just been struggling with it and you tried to do it even like drilling without a resisting partner i was running into trouble um so always happens with a resisting partner right and then mm. it's kind of like this is what's happening you know how do i how do i knock this next roadblock down to get around it mm-hmm. yeah no exactly um so switching topics um you know this is something that that, that you asked me and i'm going to turn around and i'm going to ask on you and that is other than competing which is a great way to challenge yourself and challenge your jujitsu and, and make you better. What, what are you going to do to challenge yourself in the coming, let's say 
let's take it in quarters, right? So every three months, in the next three months, what are you going to do other than compete? Because you are going to compete. You compete every other month or so. Yeah, I think the next competition is going to answer that question more clearly because I feel a lot more prepared for what I want to do. I have the same game plan sure. that I had last time. I just think I might be able to do it this time when I was pretty confident I wouldn't do it last time. It goes in cycles. Yeah. Um, so I think that's going to answer it better. I've been saying for a long time I want to implement strength stuff, but I I do plan on doing that. It's, yeah, but you've been talking about it now for like eight months, so it's about I'm time right, I'm due. to start. I'm due. I mean, that's kind of your... That's my window. Yeah. Like, I know I need to do it. I put it off for six months, and then I kind of start considering it more seriously. Yeah. <laughs> you've got to warm up to the idea. Yeah, it takes a while. It takes a while. That's like you've been saying you haven't been wanting to do ice baths for like six months or so so i think we're past six months because you did it last year at origin so that one may take a couple that one might be closer to the decade mark i don't know it might be eight years um yeah i would say strength training because i would say i was arguing with nick about this he's he was saying it's like flexibility is harder to overcome than strength um in wrestling he's correct I think it would be easier to become flexible than it would be to put on like oh I thought you muscle I thought I took it as him meaning that it's more like beneficial to be flexible than yeah, strong yeah yeah in defending no. it's easier if you're flexible than if you're stronger I was I can't remember how it came up but he said like oh, I can't do this or that because I'm not flexible I'm like well stretch man. I mean, he's not inflexible, it didn't seem like. No. It's a, huh. I didn't. But I, I think it would be easier to become flexible than, like, to add strength. I don't know. It's much easier to become flexible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you've seen the Facebook ads on those dudes doing splits, right? Have you no. seen that? You haven't seen that? Maybe it's because I do the stretching videos and stuff, yeah. and, I, and I do the stretching. Because uh, I was very inflexible, I'm still not super flexible, but I'm my hips are moving way better, and mm -hmm. like I, I don't, I don't feel the need. Nimble, I'm very nimble for a 210 pounder. Uh, I don't feel the need to gain more flexibility. Like, yeah, would would it be nice? It would be very nice. It would be, and I'm again, I'm not super flexible. I'm, I just feel like I have enough flexibility to where that's not a weakness for for me. Mm -hmm. I've got other weaknesses that are more important than flexibility because I, I could always be more flexible. You can always be stronger. Yeah. Um, but just just trying to get a game plan to improve those things. I I, I, uh, I don't know where I was going with this. doesn't matter. Um, where I was going with it, though, is like realistically looking around the room, I'm always going to be one of the smaller people. Yeah. And I think uh, I've never like took any sort of strength training seriously except for the time I wanted to lose weight and it worked. I got a lot stronger and then I just stopped trying. So I never really got stronger than that. I think I could add a lot that way. Let's get I've you on those Mexican supplements, man. Working on it. And, uh, <laughs> cause I tried to improve cardio and you know, I, I ran a couple times, but like feet hurt. I don't like running and it sucks. Um, I think what's helped my cardio a lot is getting better at jujitsu and training a lot. Yeah, that's made and eating better uh, has significantly improved how I feel. I roll. Don't worry about it. What 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 was what was that last one? Nah, no sugar stuff. You know, no cookies, mm, no ice cream, nothing good. Okay, 
It's all gone. Can you expand on that a little? If more? you train twice a day for a while, you really don't even want the ice cream. Hmm. It's weird how that works. It's very odd. Very odd. I would also add in there Joey making us do ten minute rounds at Sunday rolls. Those yeah, those weren't bad. They weren't bad at all. No. They were I, great. I think doing the, I think doing a lot of jujitsu helps you just do jujitsu better and yeah. helps cardio. Although I did notice again, it is always that first roll. Like if I don't have time to warm up, that I'm breathing harder than I am the rest of the day. It's another thing I want to look at. That's why you flow roll first. No, that's why well, no, I'm thinking for the competition purposes of getting that out because the more I'm paying attention to it, that first roll, I'm trying so hard to stay calm. Because like I said before, I try not to sweat in that first one. Like if I can keep my, like I don't, I'm still trying very hard, but I'm not, I'm also trying not to sweat. I'm trying to keep it calm and controlled. Um, but I can, I can still tell the breath is not as good. And that first like warm up period, I guess you would say trying to figure out how to overcome that so are you um so you're walking into the match dry you've got no sweat what you're walking into the first match without having broke a sweat i've never done anything other than maybe stretch i think that's a mistake i do too now now i see it that's what i'm saying oh okay so and now i'm seeing it when when i'm training because i've been going in the mornings Mm mm-hmm and I don't have time to do anything other than I literally wake up, make a cup of coffee, stretch, and leave. Mm-hmm. And then I like that's you know I'm not I don't like waking up before eight o'clock. You know? Sure. Uh, so who does? I mean, a lot of people do. Yeah, a lot they do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I've seen that first roll. Even if I'm not like going hard or trying or whatever, like if I'm just working on whatever, that's when I'm slowest. Yeah. And it doesn't it doesn't work that way whenever we go from fundamentals or or from class no, to sparring because we're already warm we've already yeah. broke a sweat because we're drilling hard right I mean yeah I mean that makes total sense and, and like um that last the, the last term I did I I did break a sweat beforehand and I felt way better that mm-hmm. first match I mean way better mm-hmm. yeah I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna figure out how to work that out for sure what were we talking about how you were challenging yourself yes strength training you me what how are you going to challenge yourself oh i don't challenge myself smart <laughs> never lose that way <laughs> no uh y- you know i you know i'll probably do yeah i'd say every six months or so i'm going to do a competition i think it's important i think you have to challenge yourself in that way i i, I will say this as a caveat is I, I don't feel it's necessary to compete other than to get better, which is great for jujitsu. But I know that, um, that I'm going to, I'm going to get better and keep challenging myself. But I also know that I don't want to expose myself to injury. Me almost being a pentagenarian. I have no idea what yeah, you're trying to say. Yeah, that's someone at the age of 50. Oh. That's a pentagenarian. Okay. I think it's penta. I don't know. I just make stuff up sometimes. So yeah, it sounds know. like a... Um, but but uh, 
I, I feel that the downside in a competition. The other guy's going to be 50. No, they're not. They don't have age brackets? No. Sometimes it's 30 and over. Sometimes it's 40 and over. Hmm. Very rarely do they have a 50 and over in last year to IBJJF or whatever Masters. Yeah. And I'm not that interested in competing in that anyway. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not that forty and over seems reasonable. Okay. Um, but um, thirty and over a little different. That's you know, but whatever. I've done it. it it's okay. It's fine. Um, but you know, for me, my challenge is that um, you know, now that we don't we don't have a nogi class, and I want to I want to be better at nogi. I'm. You know, I just, I don't train it enough. I, I like the one that we had a week and it just, you know, our, we didn't support it enough. Therefore the class was changed to another one that's more effective. I support, you know, that I, I think John does a great job at really tailoring our classes to our needs. But part of the challenge for me is that, um, whenever they run a Thursday, um, no gi because they'll do sometimes usually Thursday it's gi at the Charlotte uh, school mm-hmm. and but every so often they run no gi and then gi sparring on Thursday so that's really my challenge because you you know they have a bunch of killers in the room that are awesome to train with yeah and so that that's really how I challenge I like challenging myself in that respect because it, it, you know I don't think that you have to train with people that are way better than you to get better, but it does help. And I have to remind myself too of the exact conversation that we had in our last episode, which was don't feel like they're not gaining anything from it. Because whenever I'm rolling with Lee over there, Honestly, I don't feel like he's gaining anything, but then I have to listen to my words. Like, like I'm, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he's doing new stuff. He just does it way better than I do any stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you know what he I mean? Does. Yeah, exactly. And, and so I have to keep that out of my head, which I have, I have been doing. I mean, I, you know, I, and, uh, and, um, and, Wilfredo, Bill, all those guys, all the great blue belts over there, and Phil, Andy, and and purple belts uh, like him, and you know, all those guys that that are capable of really putting. Not saying that people can't push at our school because they certainly do. It's just that we all roll with each other so often, right? We we know each other's game a lot of time. Whereas I feel like if we go there, it gives me different looks and has. To, you have a different um, problem-solving um, mindset whenever you're doing it. It's all still jujitsu, but it's it's just uh, I really like it, and that's what I'm. That's the main thing that I'm going to be doing to challenge myself. Other little things that I do to challenge myself is, you know, you know, you know, whenever um, someone's really new at pass sweeper submit or submission or, or uh, positional sparring, you know, I'll, I'll give myself a handicap, you know, I won't use my hands. Um, 
or something of that nature. And I think that's, I think that's important for everybody to challenge themselves that way. You know, it, it helps, it helps both parties, right? It helps you get timing and balance down more. So just little things like that as well. Cool. Do you think anything else, any suggestions? Eh, I don't feel like that's really how you're, I don't think that's a challenge, but I do see what you're saying. What? Why is it not a challenge? That's just training. Yeah. Training's challenging. Yeah. Okay. You see, I'm seeking discomfort in that training. Okay. So I'm having this category's difference of opinion again. But it's okay. Obviously, you're wrong, then, <laughs> because cold soup was eh, just fine. That's fine. I've been wrong before. I'm just doing it the same way over and over again. We've been over this. Um, no, I just think it's, I see what you're saying. Your suggestions? Oh, I don't have any. Really? No. Come on. Well, mine is competing. Yeah, I know. You're young. Well. Yeah, we. I think yeah, I think I just look at it different, but I don't know. It was kind of an open-ended question mm-hmm. that I just kind of threw at you. What you were going to do next? Because like I, I know how I'm going to do it to myself, and I also sure. I've done nothing but think about the areas that I wanted to work on since your last competition. Yeah, I mean, well, before that, but like. I was thinking about that the other day too. It's like I've spent, I was so like, I was frustrated that day. I can't remember which day it was, but like trying to sweep people and realizing you couldn't do it. Um, after feeling pretty good about, you know, what was going on for a while. But Mm -hmm. like you hear all the time, people spend the first year surviving. That's what I was doing. I was just getting good at how I would survive in the guard and I wouldn't leave it. Mm -hmm. You know, and I was basically looking at the second year of figuring out how to advance that position one spot. You know, so I've done nothing but think about how I can't get on top or take somebody down to get on top and Mm -hmm. how I've been trying to address those. That has been my challenge. Um, So I don't know. I I would say strength training would be the next one to incorporate that and, and, you know, continue Mm -hmm. um, without losing stride of what I've already started. Let me put it to you a different way, and that is, um, I've you know I've I think I've been to all, but maybe one of your competitions. Yeah, I think I've been to all of them. You missed the first one. Missed you were the, at the beach. That's right. You're right. I missed one. Um, I've seen videos of all your matches. Right. It's unfortunate. Right. True. <laughs> uh, you've seen videos of all my matches. Mm-hmm. What do you think my takeaways? were from those matches in, for, in improvements for mine for yours the first one you took everybody down the way you wanted to and executed your game plan you stayed on top and did your one takedown the second one you tried to execute your game plan the whole time and then you were still able to get down i think no. well, you might have done it because i think you i think you would have won faster if you just pulled guard and swept and you've worked a lot on guard 
I know, but what my point behind this is, I don't feel like I get as much out of that competition from that aspect as you do. Because you've won. No, I don't think I don't think it's that. I don't I don't think it's that. I think it's because I'm risk averse in competition. I don't play my game in competition. I mean, I play I play the game that I'm best at at competition. Mm-hmm. That's not my game. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a nimble outside passer guard player. That's not the game you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but do you see what do you see where I'm coming from with that? Yes. Do, do you agree? Do you agree? Disagree? What? Yeah, I'd agree. You're. I'd agree. You're good at that. I'd also agree. You. You still see what I'm saying? Where if you didn't just fight for the takedown for like ten minutes against that guy and you just immediately pull guard and swept, I think you would have been fine. And that just, was fine anyway. But 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 I can't do that in my head because maybe that's your challenge. Because well, that's my because I you know my plan was going to be pull guard. Yeah. And then Legs, who well, is a black belt, who's much better jujitsu than I am, was like, "Okay, um, stupid, what worked for you? <laughs> he didn't say stupid. He might have, but it was all in a fun way. Uh, what worked for you in, in competition? What works? For- so just do it. Who cares what happens? Yeah, I care. Cause that's whether- your challenge. Yeah. Get rid of the ego part then, right? That's what you always right. say. Right. Well, that's yeah. my suggestion then. I can do it in training. I can get rid of that in training. I I just can't get rid of it in competition. So that's your challenge. No, it's not a challenge because I'm not going to do it. It's like you with an ice bath. All right. I I was this close to saying, but you could see how that challenge would help you. But I can also see how the ice bath would help me. <laughs> <laughs> I was that close. <laughs> okay. I think that would be good. I don't know. I think if you did a competition, just sat on your butt, like as long as you wouldn't get disqualified for, by the rules, I think that that would be your challenge. See what happens. Yeah. No. I mean, I you mean smash. So what? So yeah, exactly. So what? Yeah. Right. But I'd be pissed at myself for not playing my best game. I would. What if that is your best game, but you don't know it because you never tried it? It's, it's not my best game, Phil. I mean, as much as I love it, you know I love it. You know I love guard play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not bad at it for where I'm at in my campaign. But mm-hmm. um, take down top control. And and I heard this the other day. Like Josh Hinger, you know, I'm listening to the Matt Byrne podcast. So you turned yeah. me on to that with Keenan Cornelius. And... You know, he said, what did he say? It was one of his fans said, I have zero guard. Uh, Josh Hinger had zero guard. Uh, that's not true, obviously. He's a great black belt. But he plays zero guard in, in his competition, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I'm sure Josh Hinger's got a phenomenal guard, but he doesn't play guard. And I just think of it as, like, yeah, that's the whole top game passing I'm better at that than I am at guard, just naturally because it's something I did for a long time in wrestling. Yeah, that's my whole point. You already, yeah, yes, but it's bo- it's that part of it to me 
it's not it's not boring because every part of, I I like every part of jujitsu, but for me to play that way all the time is boring to me. I'd rather be challenging myself, playing guard and getting better at those guard attacks and open guard and sweeps and think back takes things of that nature. All right, let's see if we can agree on a couple things. You think. I love Play. arguing with you, especially when we agree. You think playing guard is more fun? Yes. You want to get better at playing guard? Sure. You think competing is the best way to get better? Yes. You think positional part, sparring is the other way to get better? Yes. Okay. So. I see where you're going with this. Where do you think I might be? Where do you think I might be going? The way to get better at what you want to get better at would be to. Compete in guard. And do it. Yeah. That's stupid. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you're because I mean you're you're hundred percent. You're theoretically right. a blue belt, the same level as me. You know, even if we, yeah, like, we're exactly the same size, same age. You still have, even if it's five years, I don't know how long you wrestled, whatever 14. experience of takedown practice and being on top practice that myself and a lot of other blue belts just don't have. You know, so. I could see where that seems like you have a immense advantage in that one area. I do. So I get why you don't want to do that all the time. So I think the challenge is do the uncomfortable thing and sit on your butt in a competition and see what happens. If you lose, I'll post it on Instagram with some LOL faces. I mean, I, yeah, of course yeah. you have me. So yeah, well, I would, I would, yeah, you should, but something's going to happen. It's going to make your guard better. Yeah, you're probably in a way right. that it's not ever gonna happen. Regular training, or it'll happen in six months from now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really, really, really good point, Phil. Make really good points. I'll, you know what I'll do? I'll play guard whenever you take an ice bath. It's the safest answer you could have given. <laughs> play guard in competition. That is. Um, yeah, there it is. All right. Uh, good. Now, I mean, that's why I love doing this podcast. And I, it, it, I didn't really think of it that way. It's a super yeah, valid I, point. It's a super valid point. Um, because, and we've said it, I've said it and, and I mean it. it doesn't mean anything to win or lose a competition. It really doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's great. It's, it feels great. When it's, but it sucks when you lose and you don't want it to happen. I mean, yeah. I've been there. I wouldn't open my feet. I get it. I'm yeah. going to hang on for everything that I can. Yeah. You know, I do understand it. That was one of my challenges is to figure out how to not freak out, not burn out, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. So to be continued on that, but, uh, but no, it was a good discussion. I appreciate it. Um, so Phil, tell the listeners how they can support us if they choose to. You can go to facebook.com slash BJJ campaign podcast, join the group and help me convince Jeff to compete and sit on his butt and play guard. We'll start a poll, see what people think. (laughs) And also, uh, give us a follow on Instagram. I just posted today. If anybody wants to see Phil and his silly ear magnets in place. Uh, tired of my ears hurting <laughs> go check that out um, also we've got rash guards that should be here I think I think we'll have them probably Friday 
whatever. Probably Friday. So, so next week it should be up. On so the, in other words, three days previous to this podcast airing, we'll have this. Correct. Yeah. They Man, have, see, that wasn't already, smooth at all. She just said, and we now have BJJ campaign rash guards. Yeah, available. they're cool. They're yeah, super but, cool. Um, BJJCampaignPodcast.com. You can buy patches, T-shirts, rash guard, or all three for the price of all three. <laughs> so... <laughs> We'll include shipping if you do all three. That's right. There you or go. Or if you buy one. Oh, we do include shipping? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you can tell Phil's our marketing. Uh, it's it's a guy. These so. deals are one of a kind. Let me just say. <laughs> one of a kind. Oh, gosh. And folks, if you if you like the podcast, um, or even if you don't and you want other people to make fun of it with you, uh, just send it to someone. Share it. Uh, you know, that's always a good fun. And, um, and, uh, and we hope you enjoy it. And if you're figuring out a different way, cause this was just a random question we were thinking about stuff to talk about. I just asked Jeff, like, how are you going to challenge yourself next? Cause my, my personal one is always competition. But if like you have one that you're doing, um, like even last night, John was saying, if you're good at maintaining the mount, don't use your hands. Well, Christina kept laughing because I face planted. So I'm not good at the mount, <laughs> but I'm going to figure it out, you know? Yeah. And it was funny. Yeah. Cause I slowly... But surely, planted my nose in the mat. But if you have one, like that's a drill I'm going to work on and try to get better at is maintaining the mat with your legs and your hips. Um, let us know, cause like I yeah, post always, on the uh, Facebook group. BGG always interested in trying to figure that stuff Facebook out. Facebook group, yep. And uh, and if it's really good, I'll steal your idea and act like I came up with it. It's a great idea. For yeah. the credit. You yeah, know? for sure. You should. Uh, and folks, if you're not out there doing something to make yourself better each and every day. Get out there and do it. Phil and I choose jiu-jitsu. We hope you do too. This episode of the BJJ Campaign Podcast is brought to you by Speed Pro East Bay in Alameda, California, in the heart of the San Francisco Bay Area. They're the source for premium visual solutions to spruce up your interior space. From window decals and wall murals to conference room graphics and directional signage, create a work environment that is tailored to your brand. They'll not only print your custom graphics, but do installation as well. Visit eastbayspeedpro.com. That's E-A-S-T-B-A-Y-S-P-E-E-D-P-R-O.com. And mention the BJJ Campaign Podcast for 15% off your first order. Also, Eddie is a jiu-jitsu guy, so folks, go out there and support him. I'm about to feed him to the sharks right now. Get him hyped right now. Yeah. You know the ground is our Yeah Everybody that trains You know the game Yeah So let's get it uh. Slap it up, bump it and roll hey. Yeah, that's the way that it go Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Let's roll.